is it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. And this episode was an absolute blast to record. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. This episode, due to its very nature, was very random. And I didn't even know what we were going to be talking about when we started recording the show. I let Miles plan the concept for this episode. And I had no idea when we started recording what the conversation was going to be about. And it was simply just about random horror thoughts. Um, it could have been about anything. Video games, random opinions, hot takes, just anything that came to our heads, we kept the conversation spontaneous. And it was a ton of fun to do. And without further ado, I'm just going to simply get right to the show. But first, I got to remind you guys, if you haven't already, you got to make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel and turn on notifications so you don't miss a new episode. And if you're listening over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe. Leave me a rating and a review if it lets you do so. And leave me a voicemail down in my voicemail box. The number will be in the description. And let me know your random horror facts. And like I said, without further ado, we're just going to get right to the show. So now let's get spooky. Alright, how's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of the show. This is a very rare occasion on the show because even with the underrated films episodes where I might not necessarily know what we're going to be watching or other things of that nature, I have literally no idea what this podcast is going to be about at all. Um, and of course, this episode was brought to you by fan favorite guest host, the Midnight <laughs> Mandroid. Miles Android, the fucking girl. Uh, what's going on? Midnight Miles. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, uh, wow, what an introduction. I really don't know how to uh, go from that, but uh, yeah, tonight um, it is the beginning of October. We're gonna break. We're gonna break the kayfabe. The you know whatever. It is the beginning of October. October's starting great for both of us, I feel like, buddy. October's been, so far, October has been great. Very good. This weekend's been awesome. Um, and we want to do a random episode, and this will be random. So, uh, buddy actually has no idea what this episode's about. I have no idea uh, at all what we're talking Well, I kind of know one thing. If, we, if we're going to start things off with a little, like, intro before we get into the... The meat and potatoes of the show, if you okay, will, or the okay. the vegetarian meat, whatever the tofurkey, yeah, whatever we whatever we tofurkey the show, yeah, whatever we want to call it. Um, we just got back from Cinema Wasteland yesterday. We did. Um, it had been my and I talked about this in another show, um, but I have never been to Cinema Wasteland before, so this was the first experience for me. Um, I've talked about my experience with it. Um, but what about you? Because I know you've been a champion of the expo for a few years. I I th- I've been going to Semway since since two thousand six or seven. It's a while. And for, <laughs> that's quite, for, that's quite a yeah, ways. Yeah, and uh, for anyone who you know know, it's twenty twenty one. So yeah, I've been doing this for at least fourteen to fifteen years. Uh, it is a uh, bi yearly show, usually April and October. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily go to each show. A lot of times, I'll go to one or the other. Most of the time, April. April's kind of like that. I'm getting through spring. It's usually the same weekend as WrestleMania, which is like as a wrestling fan. So I usually do that whole. The whole weekend's going hard. WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. My. We're getting. We're getting out of winter. Also, as an Ohioan, we're getting out of winter. So like that weekend is usually key. It's prime. I have a great time. Uh, but with the pandemic, 
Uh, they didn't do one last year. They didn't do an October show. They didn't do an April show this year. Um, so this was their first show in two years. Um, and Buddy got to go. I got to go, finally, because I've heard about it as an illustrious get-together. I've heard about it for years, and I talked about this before, but you famously refer to it as the event where everyone just drinks beer in the parking lot. I don't know. Apparently, it's what Buddy thinks happens during this, but I guess... (laughs) You've talked about that all the time. Okay, well, there were some people drinking (laughs) beer outside of the... Mostly outside of the hotel, in the fringes of the hotel, wouldn't you say? There were, quite a few. So, um, but Cinema Wasteland is different from a lot of of other film festivals because a lot of film conventions, stuff like that, it's like, you know, Joe Schmo from The Walking Dead, this and that, all the other, and you go up and meet them, you send the autographs, whatever. But Wasteland is kind of a festival where you get to actually see films and talk about films. Um, there's two screening rooms that go all day. You know, all, the whole time's open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so there's usually somewhere around 30 to 40 films to screen, maybe at the, at the, on the uh, low end, uh, for Cinema Wasteland weekend. And... I like that because it's not just like a convention to get your shit signed, your autographs. All right. It's, it's not just the meet and greets. It's not just this, but it's a film convention where you actually watch film. You see things that on film, on not e- film. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not even uh, a couple of the guys that run it actually have 16 millimeter projectors and have a bunch of different reels. And it, I feel like honestly, from a lot of things I've read and seen across America, I feel like it's a pretty different convention than what a lot of people go to. Right, uh, yeah. And it actually makes me proud to be a Clevelander for that aspect. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about Cleveland, Ohio, actually. Uh, even if I leave, if I do want to leave, I want to leave eventually, but uh, Cinema Wasteland will always bring me back. I think it's one of the best things. It's, it's honestly like a holiday for me. Yeah. You saw quite a few films when you were there. Um, some of which I've talked about, but one that I didn't speak on because I did not watch it, um, and I was intrigued by the poster and the title, um, was Psycho Ape. <laughs> what can, what can you well, s- I feel like Buddy's just you know, trying to drag me into this. Uh, Psycho Ape was a local, in- or not, lo- but like, you know, regional indie film that came out, um, and it's exactly what you think it is. Uh, a guy in an ape suit killing people, um, and... Yo, Psycho Ape, I get where you're going for. You're not going to be mad at me when I say this, but it's not a great film. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not very good at all. Um, but I respect the um, using bananas as a weapon. Uh, smashing bananas into people's heads and body parts and they explode and blood squirts everywhere. So... Um, at least it's self-aware. I mean, you said it was self-aware. It's super self-aware. Like yeah, you said, yeah, yeah, the the yeah. psycho ape actually demasks at one point, and I guess he's like, I can't believe they're gonna keep this in the film or like yes, whatever the hell they yes. say. It's, it's there's a few parts that are super self-aware. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm like give everything at least one chance. So if you're really bored, you stumble across Psycho Ape. Some of these other films. 
Give it a watch. And I feel know? I feel a little bad for you because I know you wanted to watch the Detroit wrestling documentary. And, and it, then, it showed today. I they fucked up the schedule. I didn't see it. So that that was why I was there so early. I was there at like eleven forty five, eleven thirty on Saturday. And I didn't have to be that early, but what was the one your your buddy made? The other one you didn't get the Amityville vibrator. The Amityville <laughs> vibrator. Nate uh, Nate Rumler uh, is a really good dude. He probably won't hear this, but he's a you, good dude. You never know. <laughs> um, I know him through other friends, uh, and he's been a filmmaker for years. Uh, but I guess the premiere of the uh, Amityville vibrator went very well. I know that if you look up his if you look up his info online. Um, a lot of very funny reviews for the Amityville <laughs> Vibrator, like early stuff, and uh, it's worth you know giving it a shot. It's very um, blasphemous, I guess, if you're if you're a very religious person. Um, but Nate is actually a very swell guy, super swell. He's worth swell, but uh, Nate's good. Yeah, he's a good guy. I think that was a pretty good warm up. So what? What are we? Uh What's going on tonight? So, this was all your idea. I have no idea what's going on. It's approximately midnight right now. See, um, I so wa- we're gonna see how this goes. <laughs> this is. I wanted to record this four or five hours ago. Buddy and I and his great wife, Beck Nasty, Beck Nasty, yeah, went went and saw a couple bands play. And so I am not really. I feel fine, but also I'm not really where I want to do. So I was gonna do a show, but. You're more buddy, prepared than I am because buddy you, wanted to do a show. We're gonna do a show, and this could be completely spontaneous. So my idea was to do five random either facts, thoughts, ideas, and any of them have to be within the horror genre. But this uh, this could be over horror video games, comics, uh, films. Uh, random scripts, random uh, facts about productions, anything. Can I give a random fact right now that's not horror-related, but just because I saw it today and it's relevant because the film came out this weekend. Go okay, ahead. so the it's many your, it's your podcast, the many brother. saints of Newark, right? It's the Sopranos film. Yes, yes. The main character in the film, and of course, if you guys are familiar with Sopranos memes, I'm telling this to my wife as well because she's in the next room so she can hear me. If you're familiar with The Sopranos at all, you know about Gabagool, right? The illustrious Italian meat, which is very close to my heart and the heart of Italians everywhere. The main character from The Sopranos film, the actor, is allergic to Gabagool. So he wasn't actually allowed to eat it during the film. They had to get an alternative. I found that out today. Okay. So there's some hard-hitting facts for you guys right now. My wife has something to say. Go ahead. How did you discover this? Cuz I was looking up stuff about the film and I was looking like it was on like the Sopranos like wiki when you go, scroll down to the bottom it says like so and so like the actor is allergic to gabagool. Hey. Is anyone have coffee right now? We're we're live. We're doing this shit live. Does anyone want to have coffee during this podcast? Do you want coffee? I I don't want coffee. I would it, love coffee if I have cold brew. Do you want coffee? I don't want you to make coffee if I'm not if you're not gonna enjoy it with me. Well, then do you want the cold brew? No, not at all. To be honest, <laughs> she'll make coffee. It's literally not a big deal. We have a fucking you can make a single cup. 
All right. Well, I would love coffee. Um, midnight we, miles. Coffee at midnight. It, it's eleven forty-five right now. Uh, do, you want, do you want flavored coffee? No. Just whatever. Whatever you're gonna do. Just, just make them the one that's Beck, in there. Beck Nasty's in a Mothman shirt making coffee at midnight. So I appreciate her. Uh, all the cute cats around us right now. Uh, Real talk, though, Pumpkin is the cutest I've ever seen her in my life. When she, like, rolls over into that blanket. It's very, uh, I, I will say, I feel like it's very October right now in this room. It's I, very I October. Out, we got the lights got on. vibes. I feel like maybe even some new prints up on the wall over there. And it, uh, it's very October in here. I, I really like it. But anyways, uh, all right. Well, so this is going to be completely spontaneous we have not talked about this at all even buddy's like oh you prepped in your head no i thought about i mean you I, sort of prepped I, in your head because you I, came up with the concept I, so you have I, to have I, some sort of notion of what you're gonna say about something <laughs> one or two things max this could be an absolute train wreck disaster but all right well We'll get into it. So, so what are the rules for this? So, what we're just saying facts about anything horror related. It doesn't have to be fact, me opinion. Like, let's opinionated. Just, okay, it can be anything. Five thoughts about horror, about the horror genre. Five thoughts about horror. Okay, and it can be about, like I said, any any medium across the uh, genre. Uh, I don't even know actually what I'm going to say right now as we're going into this. So I feel it's good. We're going to see how how well we do with this. But uh, all right. I'll give one fact, one thought. Um, as, I don't know if it's ever been really fully hinted, but I'm a big Rob Zombie fan. True. Uh, I also think, I think Rob Zombie film-wise is overrated and sometimes underrated. Uh, I, you love I, Lords of Salem. I love Lords of Salem. I think that House of Thousand Corpses is extremely overrated, if we're going to talk about that. Um you know, rest in peace, Sid Haig. But uh, I really would like to say that I think Halloween 2 is fucking great. Um, is that, that could be my random thought, a random uh, fact, thought, idea about, you know, uh, horror in this segment. But I love Halloween 2. Uh, Rob Zombies, I think the intro, which is obviously an ode to the original Halloween 2, the giant, well, not John Carpenter did, but he wrote and produced. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, I think there's a lot of good ideas. I even love unmasked Michael Myers walking through fields and doing it's I love how Halloween 2 is the anti-Halloween. It's so, almost at the, like Rob Zombie was like thinking at this point. The Michael Myers mask, it's been seen so much. It's like, why even show it? Like, half the film, like, the ma- and when you do see the mask, it's, like, decaying. It's off of his body. Right. Um, and I would say, like, for me personally, I do like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 better than Halloween 1. We talked about this last well, year in the right, which in the podcast that we did. I'm kind of kind of throwing a little, uh, you know, if, if anyone hasn't listened to our Halloween rankings... I think they should go back and do that. You because know? he was finally able to do his own... Because, th- like, the Halloween one that he did, you're kind of, like, shackled with the fact, okay, this has to be a remake of Halloween. With Halloween 2, he's just like, all right, I'm going to make a Rob Zombie film, and just Michael Myers is the central focus of it. Which he is. I mean, he's wandering... Like, he's in pretty much the whole film. Yeah. Just wandering around, yeah. doing this and that, so... I think, though, that Halloween 2, the remake... 
gets a lot of shit on by a lot of people. I think actually, to be honest, the past handful of years there are a lot of fans of it that I keep seeing through little tidbits of uh, stuff online. But uh, I don't think it deserves all the shit it gets. So that's that's my random uh, that's my random thought. One of my random thoughts on this podcast. Um, I guess uh, I guess sort of piggybacking off of that, like random thoughts about shit that people don't like respect or appreciate or whatever. I would say just the horror genre in general sort of has like a stigma against it. Um, and I would also say that like I sort of see horror like in general, just like the horror genre as sort of like the punk rock of the movie scene where pretty much you can do whatever you want. Like there's so many like facets of horror and it's also an environment. I mean, just at cinema wasteland, like it's a place where people can go and watch stuff and like not necessarily be judged for who they are. Like you see so many people from so many different walks of life. I mean, like there's people with like their kids there. Um, of course, um, I mean, you can be gay, straight, like whatever, like nothing matters with horror. I mean, everyone can be whoever they want to be. And it's very, to me, it's very similar to the punk rock community. Like we were just at this show and I mean, you see so many different people that like, you never like coming from like, we're from like this small town in Ashtabula where it's like, all right, it's just a bunch of white conservative people walking around. Like, I feel like, I don't know, just like horror is a place where anyone can be where they want to be. So it's tight. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, coming from, yeah, where we were in Ashtabula, I feel like a lot of times even talking to an older crowd, like, there's maybe, I don't know, ten people that like the same shit that you like, maybe, (laughs) out of a town of 22,000, which is, uh, it's not a lot, but when you actually think about meeting people that have similar interests, it kind of sucks, you know. Um, well... We're not. We're, this is so loose. It's very. It's very vague. But I'm gonna do five. You're gonna do five. We're going back and forth, kind of similar to our top ten, quote unquote, podcast. But there's no definitive list of what. It's yeah. Just, it's all thoughts. It's all random thoughts we're gonna do, and we're gonna discuss together. So. Yeah. So you can go ahead with number four. You. So that okay. Well, that's wh- my uh, horror is. You can do whatever you want. Okay. All right. Well, hmm. this is uh, I'm almost I'm not drawing a blank because I've had some ideas about this earlier, but I will say I think I'm going to go into the realm of video games for this. Okay. Um, I really think that horror video games in general should be more praised by a lot of genre people. Um, for storytelling in general. Uh, I think, you know, we talked about Silent Hill and maybe Resident Evil and stuff a little recently with some of the Resident Evil had a new game come out this year with The Village and stuff like that. And he recently did a podcast and he talked about Silent Hill and stuff like that. Right, but yeah. I think that uh, horror in the video game genre is honestly right now at its peak. And I think it's... Uh, a great platform for storytelling. There are a lot of games out there right now. Um, Layers of Fear, the Blair Witch game that was absolutely incredible in my opinion. Um, Resident Evil, you know, Village and everything. Um, the many rumors that Silent Hill is getting two new games in the next two years. Um, 
stuff like that, uh, I really think that a lot of horror fans, they, even if you don't play video games, I think that you should really, like, look into horror video games right now, because the genre is a very good medium for storytelling. I would just say, like, in general, like, even, like, broadening that to, like, not horror, like, just video games, like, in general, like, there's so much that can be done, because, I mean, like, look at, like, Mass Effect or something like that, where, like, your plot points are carrying over from different games and the decisions you make are impacting what's going to happen not only in the game you're playing but games you're going to be playing two games from now because it like carries over and stuff like that um and like yeah people just don't respect video gaming for the storytelling and people sort of like look down upon you and so i'm laughing at my cat right now she looks hilarious um having the best day day of her life right now getting her tummy rubbed um but yeah just like just in general, like, gaming, like, there's... It sounds, like, ridiculous to say, but there should be, like... I'm sure there is, but it's not, like, widely um, recognized by the mainstream public, like, awards for, like, storytelling in games and shit like that. Like, it doesn't... No one takes gaming seriously. They don't see it as a... I don't know. Like, I, they don't... I think that people slowly are, but I think that I'm hoping in, like, maybe, like, another 10, 15 years, people realize, like how good some of the games that have come out storytelling-wise are. And I always thought that back in the day. I mean, you guys were talking about that on the podcast you just did, um, but really Silent Hill 2 was one of the first games that I remember playing, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like some great storytelling. Like To be honest, I mean, it's, it's great storytelling. The characters, the follow-through, you know, the build-up, the climax, everything... Um, really after the new millennium, some of the storytelling in video games got insane, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so that's your number four. For my number four, I'll, I'll do one that's completely different than that. Um, I guess it might be a little bit of a hot take. I've never really discussed this on my shows before. I don't know if you have a similar opinion about this. Rosemary's Baby's fucking trash. Oh, goddamn. I like Roman Polanski. Bro, the worst dude of all time. Well, yeah. <laughs> not even right. because of that. Like, He's I've never, I've never liked, like, Chinatown fucking garbage. Really? Bro. So bad. What about Repulsion? Repulsion? I've never seen Repulsion. Okay, all right. But I really love that film. I, like, why does Rosemary's Baby get as much praise as it does? Is it just because you don't fucking see the baby? Because I don't care about that. The film leading up to it is fucking garbage. Maybe I'm very forgiving. Uh, Thank you so much. The coffee has been served. The coffee (laughs) is being served. I don't need it this time of night, but I really do need it. Uh, I really... I saw Rosemary's Baby. Thank you again for the coffee, Beck Nasty. There you go. Um... I saw Rosemary's Baby when I was probably, like, 15, um, and I was really into it. I really think, uh, I'm gonna, Mia Farrow, right? Mia Farrow, yeah. Yes, is is the actress's name. Um, I think she does a really, 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 really good job with, with the source material. I don't know, now, you don't like it, you just said that, but... I'm she can do a good it. job with the source material. It doesn't make the source material any better. I, I, I like Rosemary's Baby, to be honest. But um, could I see why people overrated or why there's not really necessarily in some scenes a lot going on and why you don't like it? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I guess I get that. Yeah. It's not good. It's way too long. Nearly two and a half hours long. Um, I saw this once, and I was like, all right, I saw it. It's fine. Check it off the list. Um, but that's it for me. Like, I, it's not one that I ever have any desire to rewatch again. Um, it's one of those, like, once you know what's coming or what is not coming, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing bringing me back to it. Like, yeah, there's good performances. It's competently made. Like, there's nothing, like, bad about it in terms of, like, the visuals or the acting or the storytelling. It's just... It's nothing to me. Like, it's literally, like... It's two hours... I just looked up two hours and 17 minutes that I could, I don't know, spend taking a shit and have more fun. I don't know. I don't. My, my wife is raising her hand very politely. What would you What's have up? to say? Um, you feel so strongly about this to the point that you have made me never want to watch it, and you've never recommended that I even watch it just to even experience it, whether or not I have a good or bad opinion. I would watch it with you just to watch it again. Maybe I could be wrong. I've only seen it the one time, and I was like 20, um, so maybe it was a product of I was just wanted something different from what I was getting. Um, if you wanted to watch it, I, I would give it another chance, but, like, for me, like, just myself, like, I would never want to watch it again. Um, and I had a third thing in my head, like, for my next fact, but then I completely, it's, it's gone See, now. it's, it's hard, because we were bouncing back and forth, and honestly, I've been like, oh, how will I actually, uh, wrap this up? Because I don't really know where I'm going on some of these, to be honest. Guys, this is all spontaneous, Oh, I've got I, I've got the next one in my head. Oh, go, go ahead. I'm I'm I got I'm, it. I'm gonna write I'm, it down so I don't forget. But you I'm can go treading ahead. water probably on some of this for real. But I will say, this isn't even a hot take. But it's just a personal opinion. I really don't think the cannibal subgenre of uh, horror, mostly it's it's not to be horror. You know, it could be thriller, whatever. But I guess it's horror. I really don't enjoy cannibal films. I agree. They're not good. I've some of the worst films I've ever seen were cannibal films, and it's like I've sat through Zombie Doom. I've sat through. I mean, like everyone knows Cannibal Holocaust. It's not a good. It's not a good film. It's not a good film. (laughs) Like some of the worst films of all time are cannibal films. I haven't seen Green Inferno. I know you tell the story. Why don't you tell the story? Oh, Oh, just just about people. I saw in theaters. I mean, I, this is the most modern example. So the only example that I have of being in a theater as an adult, because the cannibal subgenre has been basically dead on arrival for how many years now? You know, a long years time. and years. Yeah. But Eli Roth did Green Inferno. It got a theatrical release. I went. Um, I'm sitting there, and about 15 minutes in. People like me, three rows down, were like, oh, fuck this shit. They got up and they're like, this is not what I wanted to watch today. Walked out and they were not happy. And also other people when I was in that were like, you know, you could hear them talking and be like, oh, my God. Like, you know, kind of like not really stoked this is what they went and watched, you know. But um, I just, you know. I have a, I'm gonna fuck a lot of the titles up if I say them, but like, uh, there's a hand, there's a trilogy of titles outside of, um, God, who did, 
who did uh, Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, I don't know his name. <laughs> uh, Regurl Dadato. Okay. Uh, the, his his other uh, friend that God run a podcast. She had the facts, but we're, all this is spontaneous. Um, one of his other, um, uh, I guess you could say, peers did a trilogy of cannibal horror films, and there's a couple that I like in that, but, uh, God, was it, was it, Some of the Mountain God was the other big one, which, that one was actually pretty good, uh, but Daldados, he did three of them, uh, and I just, you know, I understand what they were going for, and I'm just not a huge fan. I also don't like uh, real animal uh, mutilation or yeah, brutality. Fair. It's 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 very it's very hard to watch something that oh that turtle got killed for real. I really want to kill myself now thinking about that. You know, it's not something I I, I want to uh, think about or experience. Um, yeah. Like, the only good cannibal films that I can think of, like, off the top of my head don't even have that as the central focus. Like, I mean, like, Silence of the Lambs, like, I don't even think of that as, like, you know you what I mean? Can- you're putting on the ha- cannibal? Hannibal the cannibal, bro. Yeah, But, like, is. that's what I'm saying. It's not even, like, anything where that is the central focus is, it just sucks. Okay. See, now I'm, because no, honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do after you you know, speak about what your next topic is, next thought, next idea. So I got to make sure I'm not like, oh, this is going to be completely negative because it's really no, no, my, no, no, my, mine has nothing to do with like negative or positive. It's more just like a thought. Okay. And it's not about a specific film in general. Um, but do you ever just like feel like there's certain films that you have to watch on a certain format? I'm asking. A couple, yeah, yeah, a couple times. I could see that. I yeah. like. I feel like it's definitely a thing. Like, there's definitely horror films you need to watch on a certain format. Just like the other night, we're watching fucking Bigfoot and stuff like that. Like, that's something you need to watch, like on film. Like, if you're just sitting there I watching agree. it, like on a yeah. streaming service, it's like, sure. Like, but what's the point? Like, I guess the two that stick out the most to me, like in my head right now, is two films that I think are absolutely essential to watch on VHS. One, and I think the bigger of the two, is I don't ever want to watch The Ring not on VHS. Really? Because they are watching... Because here's the thing that's scariest to me about The Ring. And it's the scariest thing from when I was a child. And it put like this... this I don't even know what the word for is. This thought in my head and it stuck with me my entire life. They're watching a tape called The Ring. They put the tape, just like you are as a viewer putting a tape called The Ring into your VCR. They're watching it. The whole concept of the film is you watch the tape called The Ring, you die in seven days. It hits you as the viewer. You're sitting there. You are watching a tape called The Ring, and you're telling me those next seven days of your life aren't going to be the most stressful shit of all time (laughs) in real life? Yeah. That's a film that's absolutely essential you watch on VHS. The other one, I would say, is Blair Witch Project. One of the film that popularized the found footage genre. They're one shoot- of my favorite. I love the Blair Witch. I, I champion the Blair Witch all the time. And it's just to me, it's one of those films that like I don't know if it's to be authentic or just to like set the right mood and vibe. Like that's something you like have to watch on VHS um, because I mean they're shooting it. I don't know if they're shooting it on VHS cameras, but 
it just gives like that vibe. A lot of well, because also too, there wasn't a full script for that film. It was like uh, here's some here's bullet, here's bu- here's, here's some points. lines, and we're gonna fuck with you bullet in the middle points, of the road. Bullet points. Go out into the woods, film this shit. If something goes wrong, hit us up. We'll take care of you. We're way off, you know. It just it wasn't shot like a normal film at all. Um, found footage or whatever, and it still holds up as kind of like a weird, you know, just an experiment, uh, you know, on filmmaking, I feel like. So, um, God, so what is that? What, you know, I've my, already my, lost, my, I've my, already my, lost my, my fact is just like, there's some films, like horror films, that should only be watched in a certain environment or on a certain format. Like, why right. do you need like a 4K? Blu-ray release of the Blair Witch, like does, it's it's supposed to look like fucking garbage. Does does anyone need 4K for anything? And be honest, I, yeah, I, I do. About- I do. <laughs> for newer films, if it's shot in that format, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, want to watch right. it. Just, in 4K, yeah. Are uh, 4K okay? But 8K, some of the stuff, I don't I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not for it yet. But uh, huh. all right, you're into those. WWE interest is an 8K cat. That's no, it thing. looks so bad. They seriously look like the worst CG of all of all time. But um, something about horror. Another idea. Let's see. This is on the fly, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Um, I will say that I kind of miss. Let's a uh, random thought. I kind of miss the days of growing up and going to the theater uh, and seeing, like, the whole remake. We talk about The Ring and stuff like that. It's a very unpopular thing to say, but I kind of miss the remake era, the remake era. Of, <laughs> of, of, of filmmaking uh, only because uh, it was just a way for me to see these you know, creatures and things like that uh, that I grew up watching and to see them in a the theater for the first time. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I definitely have nostalgia for that period. Um, I think it's necessary that we had that period to get where we are now. Um, I think horror, just in general right now, horror is in a better place than it is, than it was back then. Um, yeah. And it's because, because now we're getting, like, not necessarily remakes, but we're getting, like, loose sequels and stuff that like takes place in the same like universes like right they, we just reviewed Candyman a couple weeks ago great right. example of that yes um halloween of course um and i don't know just in general because like that era i have a lot of nostalgia for because there's some things we're like all right we're going to the theater on a friday night what the hell are we gonna watch i'm sitting down i'm watching the uninvited i have no idea it's a remake of a Japanese film? Was it from Japan, the original one? The Uninvited was the remake of Two of Sisters. A Tale of Two Sisters. So that, I think it was, it was a Korean? It was, yeah, it, was, it might have been Korean, but no idea it was in a Western remake. I, I think that film's kind of underrated. Honestly, I, I, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. It's not bad. It's not a bad film, to be honest, in my opinion. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of nostalgia for that era. I'm glad we are out of that era. Um, because now you'd just pretty much be remaking everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm grateful for what it is and where it led us to. So, Miles is getting more coffee, the second cup of the show. I don't show. need any other, uh, just, just pour coffee straight in that. Beck Nasty is a, a great, she, she probably is, 
either got me extremely fucked up on one of these shows or kept the coffee pouring so I, I made it through these shows. Because I always want to do them earlier in the day and then it just doesn't work out. And then here I am now where I'm not even sure I'm a living, breathing person. But I, uh, you're not. No, 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 no. You're not. She's brewing another cup of coffee. She's brewing another cup. Yeah, she's making that the That wasn't what cups. I asked of her, but I, I appreciate it. Uh, I, so that was my thought. I, I really do like the whole, re- like, I would say from, like, 2003 to 2010, 11. Um, I don't necessarily think they were all, most of them weren't great, but they were just fun to go see in the theater. So that was my whole thing with the whole remake era. Um, and a lot of them I don't think were as bad as a lot of people think they are. Speaking of things that aren't as bad as they think they are, I'm going to come up with a hot take. Um, not so much of a hot take if you listen to me in real life or in other shows. Um, and this is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. And this is definitely something that's more horror-adjacent. My wife is looking at me, because she knows what I'm about to say. I don't think I do. All right. So, Twilight, right? (laughs) Okay. It's not that bad. And here's the thing. If you're going to have... We're, guys, we're we're really going, honestly... Because, okay. We're going all out on this hot, this uh, random thoughts, hot take. I don't even know we're going to call this podcast, but we're going all out. Because, listen, there are so many terrible romance films out there. True. Why not throw vampires in there? Why not throw werewolves? Why not? I would rather... Because here's the thing. Compared to other romance films that I've watched from that era, like, Twilight is better than those. Like, it gets a bad rap because it's like, oh, yeah, this isn't how vampires are supposed to be. This is how werewolves are supposed to be, et cetera, et cetera. But it's still better than a lot of romance movies that you're watching. My wife has something to say because she's very passionate about the topic. I would also like to point out that people in general like to shit on things that teenage girls like. Teenage girls fucking loved Twilight. True. So I think that also fueled the hate with that. It fueled the hatred because it wasn't made for white, straight men in their 20s and 30s. True. Um, and And here's another hot take about Twilight in general. If you're Team Jacob, you are a fucking creep. Um, he is everything that I don't even know how to just, he's the guy kind of guy that's like, Oh, every girl should like me because I'm nice to them. That's who he is. That's his character. That's my hug. He's the, where's my hug guy, <laughs> bro. I would like to have We're the calling person him out. who's allowed to like, who's allowed to be team Jacob is, um, my hairstylist. Cause she's team Jacob and I appreciate her. Okay, shout out to Emily's hairstyle. I, I was waiting. Uh, I was waiting for you to say Liz Kovacs because it's in the. Oh wait, 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 two people, Liz Kovacs and my hairstylist. She won't ever hear this, but a fucking queen. So uh, yeah, Liz <laughs> Kovacs. Um, but anyway, so that's that's my take. Like, if you're gonna watch crappy romance movies, at least make it fun. The Twilight films are fun. They're some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. There's, like, a baseball scene where they're, like, flying through the air. There's some funny shit in those films. Like, I've seen all of them but the last one. The part two. What was it? Breaking Dawn? Part Breaking Dawn Wait, Part 1 and 2. No, I've seen all of them but Breaking Dawn Part 2, so I don't actually know how the series ends. Oh, my God. Yeah, We're having to watch. I have been... Miles, can I tell you something? I have been waiting to find someone who's never 
seen that. I've never. I've seen. We are watching that fucking movie. Okay, we can watch it soon. Yeah, I'll. I'll absolutely do it. I'm grinning right now. (laughs) Holy shit, buddy! No, I've seen all the other. I've seen all the other ones. Um, but uh, Eclipse is the best one. I don't know if you remember. You said that. Yes, I do. I remember all of the ones that I've seen, but. You said that. Like, Eclipse, I feel like, because, like, a lot of them are, like, obviously, like, the filmmakers are, like, aware. All right, this is for teenage girls. Like, this shit, like, doesn't matter. Like, whatever. We'll just throw whatever at the screen and it's fine. Eclipse, I feel like they were actually trying to make, like, a competent, like, good film. And it still doesn't always work. But I feel like the efforts there, like, and I'm going to go off on a whole thing. But, brief, like, the whole Veronica thing, I think it's, they drag that shit out way too long. Um, but that's my thing, like, Twilight, not as bad as everyone says. If you're in the right state of mind and you're, you just need to acknowledge that you're watching shit, basically. But it's not, it's not bad shit, like, bro, like, (laughs) but like, you can't, like, you can't go in, like, if you're gonna sit there thinking, like, this shit is gonna suck, like, you need to, like, go in there, like, understanding, okay, this is gonna be campy, it's yeah. not gonna be completely yeah. serious. Like, it's the same thing as watching any campy or cult movie. Like, yeah. it's no different yeah. than watching fucking Rocky Horror or, like, any of these other things. Like, you it's, need to go in knowing what you're getting into. It's a big-budget B-movie. And not being such a straight, mm-hmm. hetero guy about it and being angry. Yeah. What? My wife Retor- has another thing to say. Rhetorical question here, but why did Jasper have to be a Confederate soldier? Yeah, Jasper's a Confederate soldier. That's what a little did fucked. What add to the plot? I don't know. Seth I don't know. What's going on? Well, I don't know. She's a lapsed Mormon. She, I don't know. She might have a lot of trauma. I don't oh, know. Fuck. I really don't know. Um, what do we, we, we both have two other things we will think. I think that was right? number... Did I have... No, because I said... We don't even know where we are, guys, right now. See, well, I've said... spontaneous. I've said four. I've said... Only watch stuff on certain formats. I said Twilight. I said Rosemary's Baby sucks. And I said horror is a place for everyone, no matter your race, orientation, walk of life. Well, I thought horror, some of those. Horror is for everyone. I thought some of so those, those are together. My, those but, are my four. So uh, you got one left. You got one left. I thought I had two left. Uh, all right. Well, I, I'd like to say on the spot. On the fucking spot. This is something that I feel like it's a little generic, but what is the worst horror icon like uh, of the, like the big franchises? What do you think is the worst? Leprechaun. That's easy. <laughs> Come on, I don't even put him in that shit. <laughs> so that doesn't count. I mean, so, you so, can. So, that's fine. I guess you can put that in that, but I don't even consider that. Leprechaun is like Jared said some shit. Dynamite, Jared. Brain Damage Podcast, it is out. It will be out soon if you haven't heard it. They've heard the three or four episodes have been out at this point. At least okay. at least two or three, yeah. Thankful to be on there. Dynamite Jared. Pretty sure he describes some stuff as C and D grade horror something. Leprechaun's B to C grade. It's not I don't. I don't consider him like an eye icon. Like it's a, it's a great franchise. So we're talking icon. We're talking. We walk into Spirit Halloween right now. We see like a mask or an outfit of him. Uh, like is that what we're talking about? Or are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like mine's like so. Easy. If I'm gonna think about this in my head, like I feel like Child's Play and Chucky. I was literally about to say. I think Chucky's the cutoff. Chucky. Is I think so anything- overrated to me on every level. See, I love Chucky films. There's, I, I would say the series for me in general is half and half. I like half of the films. 
Um, but I guess if you're comparing it to, like... Because even as, like, a horror icon, like, when you compare him to, like, Michael Myers, Jason, stuff like that, he's still at the bottom. Um, and then, of course, I guess Leprechaun is a little bit more obscure, um, even though there's about the same amount of films. Yeah. But they never got the same recognition. Like, Chucky is on another level, um, but on that level, he's definitely at the bottom. And I would have to agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I just don't even, like... Even just putting it with, like, you know, Leatherface. I, I, did, I did not like the Child's Play remake. I know you liked it. I did like it. Uh, but I also think a lot of the sequels are just very, like, well, Bride and, you know, everything like that are, like, not good films, to be <laughs> honest. But, like, I like stuff that's not good. But at the same time, like, it's also, like, not good to the extent where it's, like, is it even entertaining in, like, a shitty way? Like, I, I just... I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. Chucky has never done it for me. Child's Play's never done it for me like a lot of the other franchises. So, I was curious what you thought, you know? I agreed with I, Out of the top tier ones, like if you're talking like top like five or top ten like horror franchises, because I don't know if I'd put Leprechaun in the top ten, um, but Child's Play would definitely be in the top ten. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I would true. say that like, I would say he'd be at the bottom because even though he's more recognizable than like a pinhead or something like that, like pinheads like more cool, you know, like if you were to go up to like a kid in junior high, they might not know who pinhead is. They're going to know who Chucky is. True. So that's sort of how I'm judging like the popularity of it, because I didn't know who pinhead was until I was like late in high school. Like I knew who Chucky was in like second grade. Yeah. Child's play. Um was fairly iconic. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna discredit Child's Play or anything like that. And to be fair, I am excited to see the new series, which will be the TV series, which will be out by the time this actually comes out. This podcast. I'll probably never watch it. I'm gonna watch it. it comes out October 12th. Um, I think it's coming out on USA and Sci-Fi at the same time, which doesn't mean anything to me. Like where it's like the date it comes out, but I'm excited for it, but still Child's Play it's on the low end if I wouldn't watch anything like that. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to think of a last one to bring it home on this one. For um, you, I, I I don't even know if I've brought, if, I, if I've done all five. I think you've done all five. Okay. Because we've gone all back right. and forth and I've definitely all done right. four. Okay. Um, But I can't think of what I could do to bring it home. Because you, what did you, you started it off with Halloween 2. Halloween 2. I'm a big fan of Halloween 2. Video game storytelling. Yes, I think it's underrated. I think everyone really should. If we're talking about this again, like I said, Layers of Fear, Blair Witch, um, Outlast, um, Soma, which you need to play. Soma, you which will. We'll, we'll play. I'm very excited to watch. I need to, we're going to watch, I'm going to watch you play that. Uh, just some like little things like that, but Storytelling in general. And then the Chucky thing. So that's four. And then you had one in the middle there. I can't remember what it was, but you definitely said something. I've said a few things. It's, it's, it, <laughs> You've it's, said many things. It's it's late, guys. I'm not uh, I'm not really fully sure. Uh, I feel like I also talked about... Huh. Well... Obviously, the child's play, the whole, well, you know, whole thought. Uh, 
feel like I had something else, but I can't. It's late, guys. We're you know this is all spontaneous. It's in the show. They'll they'll hear it in the they'll show. They'll hear it. I, yeah, if you got this far, you know what we're talking about. It's fine. Damn. And now I feel like there's pressure on me because this is going to be the last one. I of feel the like episode. I still might have. Should we just maybe try to wrap like wrap this up together? Because honestly. It's all, we had no idea. You had no idea going into this. I thought I had an idea, but I clearly did. Well, if you have a fifth, if you have one that we can use as my last one, and we'll both just discuss it, so then we'll have a top ten of random horror thoughts. Um, if you I have f- something else to bring to the table, and then I'll sort of spearhead it. Um, oh, the cannibal. Oh, the, the cannibal. cannibal I, I think cannibal genre is pretty much trash. So I uh, and I also. Would normally have notes because there's I actually have watched a lot of Campbell genre, but my brain isn't working tonight. Um, on a side note, though, the Mondo genre stuff like that, Faces of Death, I fucking love Faces of Death. Campbell Holocaust, suck a fat cock. I mean, you know, whatever. And uh, if you want to suck a fat cock, suck a fat cock, but it kind of sucks. Uh, can, can I? Okay, so for my last one, can I say another one that's a little. In my opinion, it's way overrated, but it might be like a controversial thing because we've never discussed this before. So okay. I don't know how you feel about this. Okay. Um, but I think there's like, like in horror in general, there's like a fine line between like stuff being good and like stuff being like cringe. And like a lot of time, like with decorations, like with how people act, just like in general, like there's a lot of like stuff like that. And probably the thing that I think is like one of the cringiest things for like adult people to be like incredibly into and like obviously like, people can like what they like people can do whatever they want to do but even as a kid like doing this i never got the craze i still don't get the craze and i'm hoping that maybe you have the opposite opinion of me to sort of like enlighten me what is the big deal with nightmare before christmas bro all right i uh i was never a disney kid my pa- okay, just being honest, I know you know it doesn't have to do with Disney quote unquote, but my and, parents and this is coming from someone who I appreciate well, this. Well, I well, actually well, really well, like this who, discussion. Who grew up on Disney. I love theme parks in general, and of course, like the better theme parks you're gonna get in America at least are the Disney parks. Like in Japan, like Universal Japan and Disney Japan are like absolutely insane. Um but like and, like, obviously my dad's a huge Disney guy, like, shit like that. But Nightmare Before Christmas, like, even as a family, like, we never really did that. Like, we never got into it. Nightmare Before Christmas, I feel like, is that, like, kind of like, no offense some people, because I have a lot of people that love it, like, Hocus Pocus, things like that. Like, these are these, like, very entry-level Halloween films that people, like, oh... I don't watch horror movies, but I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus. I'm going to fuck with uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, things like that, around October. And that's what they watch. But honestly, it's the whole Tim Burton aspect. I I, I was wearing a Tim Burton shirt yesterday. Technically, I was wearing a, a Batman Returns shirt. I'm a huge Tim Burton, first two Batman films fan. But I love Tim Burton, but I find like... I love the stuff that people don't really talk about as much. Like, Ed Wood is one of my favorite films of Ed all time. Ed very good, yeah. Um, and that's sort of, again, that's horror adjacent. It's about, like, the making of horror films. But, like, as far as, like, his, like, spooky stuff, because, like, he did Corpse Bride as well. Like, yeah. I'm not, 
like out of the claymation, like spooky stuff. I like the one that he didn't even really do. Like Coraline's fucking great, and he had like Coraline's like good, people yeah. think he did Coraline. He didn't do Coraline. Yeah, like I don't know. Honestly, it, it sounds messed up, but I really don't go to a lot of uh, Tim Burton stuff for anything. Like I, it's been so many years since I've watched Beetlejuice. That's kind of but. You know, I mean, I think that I think I'll just broaden mine to Tim Burton's horror stuff is overrated. Agreed. I love Batman. I love Batman Returns. Yeah. I love Ed Wood. Um, but like his Sleepy Hollow, it's great and it's campy. But like, I can't even consider that a good film. I've I've watched like that twice in my life, and I can't remember a single. I can't remember like five minutes of that. That's. That could be a controversial take, but it's true. Like I'm he's not. A, he's a great storyteller. He's. I love that he's into German expressionism. Like he, all this stuff is like very artistic. But like something about it just doesn't do it for me. He doesn't hit it. He doesn't hit it for me either. He never has. Um, I think a lot of it is people saw uh, Night Before Christmas when they were young, and it just stuck with them. You know. And a lot of it, honestly, some of the modern generations, it's because the merchandising for that film... It's still insane. Ins- it's still insane. The amount of merchandising for that series. So I feel like some people, maybe in their like early 20s and younger, like they saw... They got into the film because of the insane merchandising and pushed behind it. But... It never did a lot for me, and, like, I was... But it's just gone, to me, like, even today, like, at my place of employment, there's so much Nightmare Before uh, Christmas merch and costumes and stuff like that, and, like, I don't know, like, it's so overdone. It's so overdone. No, I, I we're on the same page. I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan. Like I said, well, well, even- Which is better, Batman or Batman Returns? It's I've hard. actually struggled with this. I've struggled with this it's, actually a lot. It's hard. It's hard because every time I watch Batman Returns, I think it's the better film, and then every time I watch it, I'm like, "This isn't it's as good. A, it's, it's not, not as, as good. good as Batman." I know. I, I actually I saw both of them in theaters a few years back, and Batman Returns is the one I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is the best." You know, this is whatever. But then you watch it, and they, it's just not. When you look at it on paper, you're like, "All right, Danny DeVito as Penguin." You've got fucking Christopher Walken as Max Schreck, the right? named after the actor who played Nosferatu. Right. You've got Catwoman in there. Um, and, of course, like, the whole, like, Christmas aesthetic of it, like, with the right. snow falling. Right, Like, it has so many, like, more advantages than the first one, where it's mainly just Jack Nicholson running. Like, Batman's barely in the first one. Yeah. If we can be honest. Yeah. So, like, when you look at the second one on paper, it seems like it should be a billion times better. And it's just not. The, it's the, not. The problem is with the second, with Batman Returns, when I, like, rewatched it, I mean, I watched it a bunch of times, but Batman Returns, there's a lot of scenes that they reuse. Like, in reuse, <laughs> like, reuse, yeah. reuse a whole set, where it's like, there's a couple times I'm watching it, and I'm like, I just watched this 20 minutes ago. Like, it right, is, like, yeah. legit, until it gets the whole Penguin sequence at the end. And it's also, really, it's not as long as the first, you know, as, as Batman, and you, if you watch it all the way through, you're like, wow, three whole parts of this were reused. <laughs> it's not as long, and it just... And there's so much more shit happening, but it feels like there's no, there's like, real substance Substance, yeah, there, yeah, you're right. Um, it's great. Like, I love it. I fucking love Batman Returns, but 
I would say Batman's better. I, I just for some of the stuff and uh, some of the imagery, like uh, imagery and style. Um, I like Batman more. It's hard to say that. I, I would have always said Batman Returns for years until like, especially because you're a big sequel guy. You always I'm a like big sequel guy, but uh, until and I watched both of them in theaters multiple times now, and I'm like, God, Batman's just better, man. It is Batman's better. Uh, so that rounds out my five. Uh, Tim, t- Tim Burton stuff. It's overdone, overrated. Um, again, if you like it, it's nothing against you. It's just it doesn't do anything for me. It Tim Burton Batman's I love though. I mean, I love them, but I'm talking about the the, the spooky, the nightmare, the corpse brides. The I don't even really like Beetlejuice that I was much. Say, if I we can be honest, earlier, yeah, I, honestly, like, Beetlejuice. I think I like I like the cartoon series. I, I love yeah, I yeah. love cartoon series. I agree with that. But like Beetlejuice too, like I need to go back. I always think about it. I need to go back and rewatch it. But to be honest, even Edward Scissorhands, like Edward Scissorhands is fine, but it's not I never like him like hanging out and I'm like, oh I wanna watch Edward Scissorhands. See, I like Edward Scissorhands for the aesthetic. Like I could just look at stills from it like all day long. I feel like he's but such like, a visual director. But when you actually look at his stories, and the, look subs- at other stuff, the substances it, and the just, stories are not there. It's just not there. Um, as I take a sip of this coffee, thank you so much, Beck Nasty. Uh, I don't know if I hit five, but you know we're we're doing this all spontaneous, to be honest. Um, on some closing thoughts in my head, I'll um, give I'll give you a sixth. Well, no, I got a couple thoughts, but. What are you most looking forward to for the rest of this month in October? That's one thought that I've had, man. Like, well, just in general. Just to break kayfabe slightly, because um, this will c- probably be coming out after the fact. Um, oh, wow. But okay. my number... Well, no, it, no, it's, it, it's, it, it's in October. I'm just saying it's after the fact of what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, my number one, I think, um, besides going to the drive-in, I'm still hoping... That the three that of us, the three of us can get back to the drive-in. That would be to very me. Good. It's it's still Halloween Kills. Um, I've been waiting my entire adult life. I was waiting for this to come back. Um, loved the first film. Loved um, it. I did as well. And now I feel because like and even with comparing that to the Rob Zombie one, like still you need to establish. Okay, these are the teenage characters. Michael has to escape this and that. It still has to hit all the beats. This sequel, similar to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, has the freedom to do something else. I'm excited, yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, I have to go to a wedding the day that it comes out. I have to fly to Puerto Rico the day that it comes out, which will probably be after the fact that it's coming out, but I have to get up at 4 in the morning on the 15th. It comes out on the 15th of October in America, and uh, it comes out on Peacock, so I'm trying to decide. I've been wanting to do this, but like, Am I going to only get four hours of sleep? Am I going to sit there at midnight, pray that it comes out? Because Peacock Gap, let's be real, it's kind of fucking sucks so far anyway. So I'm like, will I be there at midnight and Halloween Kills is ready for me to watch? Or is it not going to be? But either way, I'm like, I have to be up by four in the morning. So am I going to get two and a half hours of sleep before I fly on a 10 hour flight? You gotta yeah. make the podcast, cat. So, so I, you gotta watch. I, well, okay, it uh, here we are live again. Uh, we're we're live right now. I'm off Monday, which we need to talk about. I'm off Monday, so we might have to do might have to do that Monday morning podcast or something, depending on whatever it works. Because there's a real possibility I might not watch it until Sunday night when I get back. 
Depends. I really feel like I should maybe get more than two and a half hours sleep. But uh, one thing I wanted to do in Puerto Rico that we didn't get to do was I would have loved to go to the cinemas in Puerto Rico. I, I would obviously. You're gonna love Puerto Rico. But by the way, side note, you're gonna love Puerto Rico. It's fucking great. I can't wait to go back. Um, But yeah, it sucks. You're only gonna be there for like a day and a half. I'll be there for two, like a little over forty hours. But um, and it's all very scheduled, so. You can't watch it on the plane on your way back? I suppose I could. I don't know. I'm it's one a seven-hour flight. I know. I'm one of those people, though, that, like, I think you know me well enough. Like, I want to be on, like, a bigger TV or the big screen. Like, uh, I struggle. Like, I'd be like, hmm. You know, like, I, I it's going to bother me a lot if I do it that way. Um, I'm not even stoked that it, I'm going to watch it on Peacock if I actually do the first time. <laughs> like, I'm actually going to be pissed. I'm going to be saying like this, like, <laughs> no yeah, one can grumpy, see. No, no one gr- can see the face. Can see that grumpy man like that. Oh god, damn it! But um, that yeah yeah. I mean Halloween. I uh, I feel like that is a great thing to enjoy about this Halloween season in October. Um, my enjoyment from Halloween October. I went to some wasteland yesterday, um, and that will probably be my biggest thing because I love it and I love Cleveland because of that Cleveland Ohio, which is where we are. F- you know, no one that knows, but, um, I mean, I think just, I'm seeing a woman now, and she's, like, wants to see a lot of the franchises that she hasn't seen, so I think, I love reintroducing people into film and stuff like that, so I think that, um, maybe going back and watching some of the stuff I haven't seen in a while will bring me a lot of enjoyment for October, um, and I also have some books lined up, some from authors like Jack Ketchum, you know, uh, more of a cult horror author, but stuff like that. Like, I mean, I've read a handful of his books, but um, that and some Clive Barker, things like that. So if I can fit all this into October, I'm going to be very excited. Um, I'm going to throw you out on a limb right here. We've done the underrated horror series. We're going to keep doing it. We didn't get... We didn't get as much done for this October for the underrated horror as we wanted to, I feel like. But I feel like, you know, there's always... There's there's still time. There's I still mean, time. I You know, people listening to this, it's fine. We can break. We talk about breaking kayfabe. Um, you know, it's very early in the month still, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm going to throw you out there. What is a film that you think the fans... Just a random... This could be random. I'll tell you right what do you think is a film that fans of the podcast should watch, in your opinion? It could be any any decade, anything. What's some? What's a buddy recommendation for the month of October? What do you think? Just anything, and why? Like briefly, why? Just as we finish up, we're finishing up absolutely a couple things. Like specifically for Halloween time, Just um, it, I'm it, thinking. If you haven't, because I've talked about this film a lot, so a lot of people think this film is overrated. I love this film, um, and it's one that I think I I've tried to make it a tradition to watch this every year. There's two films that I try to watch every Halloween. One of which is Halloween. I don't think I need to recommend that to anyone. Right. This other one, it's more Halloween than the film Halloween. It's Trick or Treat. The aesthetic of it, the mood, the atmosphere, Phenomenal. the music. A lot of people, like, again, it's more it's more about the vibes than it is the story. A lot of people think the story is pretty weak. 
Um, and I think it introduces, we're talking about horror icons. That's the newest horror icon. We were at Shimmer Wasteland yesterday. You didn't get there till later, but I was here during the day. There was a little kid dressed up as Sam. And you love to see it. Flawless, flawless costume. Like, honestly, if you would have told me, like, oh, Sam's walking, like, (laughs) and, and that was probably one of the best costumes I've ever seen there. Because a lot of people sit with, and it's a lot of older people, they don't dress up. It's just, like. You put your horse shirt on, you get a beer, and you like just go us, yeah. yeah, yeah, essentially. But I saw a kid dressed fully as Sam with, pretty sure he had the, the lollipop, with the, you know, the with yeah. almost like a weapon. And I was like, holy shit, that's good. And I walked by him, I was like, that's pretty fucking good, you know? Um, I love Trick or Treat. I talked to a very close friend who's also a horror fan recently about, you know, they, they keep going on and off. They're going to do the sequel or whatever, but... Michael uh, Dory, he's doing all the Godzilla shit now. He doesn't have he, time. He is, but he said he was going to go back and do the sequel, so I don't... Uh, I'd love to see it. I love Trick or Treat, so I'm glad you say that. Your co... R, R, I'll put R, because now, now I'm in I'm in the Brain Damage podcast. Oh, we talked about... Jared, th- Jared thinks it sucks. Jared does not like Trick or Treat, and... I just don't understand it. I think it's a phenomenal. Like film. I like I like I think if there's any film that can get you in the Halloween spirit, like just by looking looking at any still from that film, like from the pumpkins, from like the people at the Halloween parties, um, just Sam and Jared, like anything from that film is just like the essence of what the Halloween season is all it's about. Just so good. Like I just I I don't understand. Like it has you know. The different creatures, the serial killers, the blood, the gore, the Halloween... You said perfect Halloween atmosphere. Like, I just feel like it really is... And it speaks... Like, as you said, like, if you're into slashers, if you're into more, like, creature features, if you're into more, like, straight-up, like, psychological stuff, like, with the the kids in the... From the school bus. Yeah. Like, there's so many different genres and facets of horror, just, like, all into one. Like, it has something for everyone. It just like, hits. It hits on every level. Um... I'm going to throw out there a couple things. I would say that depending on the age of the viewers and stuff like that, things that I'm actually going to rewatch this month, um, and my girlfriend, uh, Midnight Marissa, I'll just I'll put her name on there, is that? Um, one that I've wanted to rewatch for a while, and I haven't, is the 28 Days, 28 Weeks Later franchise. I'm obsessed with that. I ranked 28 Days Later very high on any of my uh, uh, any film list anything and I think that is a flawless horror film that came out right when I was coming of age like a teenager and being in high school and I really think that is a masterpiece I'm excited for her to watch both of those 28 days and 28 weeks later um, I will say if I'm going to throw I'm going to ask you to do this after I do this we do the underrated horror series together. We're going to continue to do it. Um, one film that I think will be great for October, and this is off the top of my head, off the top of my mind, I'm going to say uh, The House of the Devil. I think people should watch during this October. I Miles think, loves the Ty West underrated I, I, film I do. I, I do. Uh, I think that uh, it's just a great film. I rewatched it a couple times this year. Uh it's super fun. Um, it hits all the vibes for me. Uh, but I think House of the Devil would be great. Unless you want to do something super it, gory slasher. It is one I've been looking to rewatch because I haven't seen it since it came out. You should. 
Um, so that one I'd be down to do. And, you know, we're going to keep the underrated things going. There, we are. I may or may not have one in October. We're still figuring things out. We're, um, our, because we're also... Our schedules. Okay, our schedules to... are ridiculous. Because there's an underrated films I want to do with you um, where it's just going to focus on one film that's part of, like, a larger series that I'm doing. So excited for that one. We'll see when we're going to be able to do that. But we've also... On top of the underrated films, we've also talked about following up our top ten horror sequels episode and watching some of the sequels. So one of those is already in the works because um, we watched one of the films and we still have to watch the sequel to it. We do. Um, uh, I think we might even this might be you know going a little bit out of the uh, spectrum of this Halloween, but I think we might have to do an eleven through twenty best horror sequels for maybe. The next year. I had ten honorable mentions. <laughs> I, I, that's something I think we might have to do. Thing is, with that, that will be a deep dive for. But I feel like that's going to be a deep dive, like for me, even like to really like think about an eleven through twenty. So that's something to talk about. And doing that, we can sort of hit the reset because we can talk. Because when we did our top tens, we kind of did like one per franchise. Yeah. Now we can talk about the same franchises again. We can. <laughs> but just we like can. we can. So, uh, House of the Devil, though, if you haven't seen it, um, I really do think that was one of the better horror films the last twenty years. Uh, twenty eight days, twenty eight weeks later, for even to talk about sequels, I think it's a perfect fucking sequel to the original. Those two films are brutal, relentless, just incredible films. If you guys are looking something to watch in the zombie genre, and then House of the Devil is like a cult, you know, kind of uh, spooky, but almost a thriller in some of the scenes. Uh, very different films. So I feel like, you know, there's a few of my picks that I think people should check out this October, along with Trick or Treat, because I'm a huge Trick or Treat fan. So I think that's also a great one that Buddy mentioned. Cool. Um, and I'm thinking I'm thinking that's going to be pretty much it for this episode. This was a fun one. This was a good one just to like go in and be like, all right, we're just going to talk about random stuff, not review. Because normally we review a film. We have like a set thing of what we're going to talk about. It's a little but too one- it's a little too rigid. So I, I caught you on the I wish maybe I would have been a little more prepared. I think I was prepared four or five hours ago. Let's be honest. It is. I have to work tomorrow. Maybe you have to. We all tomorrow. we all to work okay. tomorrow. All of us. And it, it, back we're, we're, we're adults. Like, yeah. Miles, can you go the fuck home? Uh, my dog's probably like, "Where are you?" Uh, but it's almost one in the morning. I had some great ideas. I think around five or six in the afternoon, but uh, I lost most of them. So if anyone's listening, is thank you for listening and bearing with me, but I had a really good time. Right? Yeah, this, this is nice. This is one we'll have to do again, like random horror Sp- thoughts. I think it's just random horror thoughts, like five yeah. random horror thoughts per person. I think it's uh, it's a nice way also, I think, for the viewers, listeners, I guess you could say, to get to know us uh, in a less rigid aspect. We're not, like, down a list or not anything, just like a random... Just a discussion. Just how we yeah. feel about, yeah. you know... I really liked it. You brought up the Tim Burton's overrated. Sorry, guys. It's true. But uh, I love that. Cool. Well, that's about it for this time, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making the show. Um, And that's it for this. So, you know what? Take care and stay spooky.